0: Assalamu alaykum wa wa barakatuh everyone and welcome to our inaugural episode of Muslims in America I'm your host Mayor Muhammad Kurula from Prospect Park New Jersey We often ask ourselves are we integrated into society and our local communities My guest of Muslims elected officials and influencers will share with you their stories about their own involvement in their local communities and in politics. Let's go. All right, welcome back everyone. And again, thank you for joining us. This is our inaugural episode and I couldn't uh, have uh, shared it with anyone but my good friend, freeholder, Asad Akhtar who's been a close friend and ally, and uh, now we start this, Bismillah. Let me tell you a little bit about Mr. Akhtar. Freeholder Asad Akhtar was appointed to fill a vacancy on the Passaic County Board of Chosen Freeholders in 2016. He was elected to fill the remainder of the term as freeholder in November 2017 and elected to a full three-year term in 2018. He is the first South Asian and the first Muslim in the history of Passaic County to serve as freeholder. Prior to becoming an elected official, Assad worked for Congressman Bill Pascrell Jr. over the course of 11 years in both his Washington and New Jersey congressional office. In his capacity as deputy chief of staff for the Congressman, he was directly responsible for managing the local district office and staff for the 9th Congressional District of New Jersey. Before that, Assad served as a legislative director in the Washington DC office where he oversaw the congressman's legislative agenda and staff as he was tasked with coordinating the congressman's position on the House Ways and Means Committee, as well as staffing his assignment on the House Homeland Security Committee. During his time as legislative director, Assad was able to work on a number of momentous uh, pieces of legislation, including the Affordable Care Act, the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act of 2009, and the Dodd-Frank Wall Street Reform and Consumer Protection Act, all of which were keystones to President Obama's legislative agenda during his first term. During his time on Capitol Hill, Assad was the founding member and served as president of the Congressional Muslim Staff Association. Mr. Assad graduated from CN Hall University in 2003 with a bachelor's of science degree from the School of Diplomacy and International Relationship. He graduated from the honors program and also received an undergraduate leadership award program or award from the School of Diplomacy and International Relationship at graduation. Freeholder. Thank you very much for joining us, and thank you very much. It's an honor to have you as uh, our guest for the inaugural
1: uh, show. Well, As-salamu alaykum, Mayor. It's, uh, it's my honor to be here. Uh, uh, first of all, thank you for putting this together. Um, this is just one of your many, many efforts um, You know, in your capacity, things that you don't have to do, uh, but you've always shown that leadership and mentorship uh, to people like me. I wouldn't be here. Uh, with that without your advice and guidance and uh, i'm hopeful that this effort will help uh, promote other people not just the next generation uh, but people even in uh, your generation my generation uh, or or older people who are sitting on the bench right now in our community who need to get up and get involved and get active Uh, and so i'm really hopeful for this effort and thank you for putting it together and for having me it's a it's a real honor to be your first guest My
0: pleasure. So, Freeholder, we all have unique stories. I read your bio, very impressive bio, by the way. But what's between the line? What about Assad Akhtar between the lines that inspired you to
1: get involved in uh, the political arena? Yeah. Well, listen, I'm I'm the uh, son of immigrants who came uh, from Pakistan, uh, came here uh, to this country. Uh, I was born here. Um, it's, 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 uh, you know, it, it's always been my home. Uh, and, uh, you know, I came from a family that, uh, talked a lot about politics at the dinner table with, with, with friends, with other people, but was not politically, um, active or involved, um, because, you know, they didn't feel it was their role. You know, they felt that they, um, were, were here to, you know, raise their family, to make a living, um, to work hard, pay their taxes, uh, uh and, and, and all of that um but they didn't necessarily feel that the political arena was one that where they should be active um and so I, I grew up around that environment um i also when i was in college um at seton hall which is uh you know right in northern new jersey right here uh in our local area um uh, was 9 11 happening um and so and you know we could see the towers burning from from uh, the top of one of the the, the residential buildings there. so that's how close we were uh so many of us were um that impacted us as americans um Uh, all of us and um, as a tragedy, but it also impacted us as Muslim Americans uh, because we saw the way that our rights uh, were taken and twisted. Um, We saw the way that we were demonized and and looked at. And so I think it made it very clear uh, for all of us that uh, if we weren't active, if we weren't involved, um, that we would suffer, that our community would suffer. Um, So I'm just lucky. I'm I'm grateful. I think one of the biggest advantages I've had in my life is that I always had a great interest in these issues Uh, when I was in college. Um, I had a real goal that I wanted to work on Capitol Hill. You know, I'd see those those people walking behind congressmen and senators and uh, handing the papers and, and, and uh, giving uh, advice and other things. And I always wanted to be one of those people. It was just one of those things that I had in my head. I wanted to do it. I didn't know how. I didn't have any connections. Um, I, there wasn't necessarily a path. There certainly wasn't too many um, Muslim American mentors um, or role models or people I could reach out to. Um, there were a few along the way, but... But not necessarily somebody from Northern New Jersey. I, I was not politically connected at all, locally or nationally. Otherwise, um, and certainly I didn't have any family connections. So um, that was just something I wanted to do. I didn't know how I'd do it, uh, but I got lucky enough. Um, and uh, you know, my parents wanted me to go to law school, um, uh, and uh, you know, I said I'd move to Washington, and I I I got an entry-level job on the Hill. Um, I got an entry level job on the Hill um, uh, working for a congresswoman from Houston, Texas. It was just just happened to answer an ad in the paper uh, in one of the you know, Capitol Hill periodicals. Um, and I was able to get a job on the Hill, an entry level job. Um, and uh, and I, I went to law school at night. And after a year, um, I realized I either got to dedicate all my time to my job on the Hill, because even though it was an entry level job, if you wanted to get ahead, you had to put in extra hours or I had to dedicate myself to law school, which is incredibly tough on its own. Um, And after a year I said, listen, I know this is a big chance. I know my parents are gonna be very upset about it, but I I really feel strongly about what I'm doing. I enjoy what I'm doing. um, And I think I have a path forward, even without a law degree um, to work on the Hill. So I I, I left law school. I I put myself full-time to that job, which didn't pay much. um, And um, uh, it it worked out for me. I had a 13 year career. Uh, working for members of Congress, uh, both in Washington and, um, as you mentioned, locally here when I worked for Congressman Pasquale on Patterson, New Jersey, as deputy chief of staff. So I I was able to go from entry-level job to more senior-level job over the course of that career. Um, And I'm very proud of that. But I I think one of the things is, you you know, you talk to people. Sometimes you have to take a chance. Uh, People don't understand why I wouldn't have gone to law school, why I would have uh, closed that opportunity. My parents, like I said, not at all happy about that. They were very worried about me. Um, and luckily for me, it worked out, but it worked out because I, 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 I knew what I wanted to do. I, I liked it and, and I believed I was good at it. And so, you know, you, sometimes you have to take those chances and get involved. Uh, so that, that's kind of my story. That's kind of how I got started.
0: Wow. That is, that is amazing. Um, so freeholder, it's becoming a controversial term in New Jersey. And it's probably yeah. something that people don't know what it means in other states. And this is obviously being on social media. We're possibly going to have people from out of state. Can you explain to us what a freeholder is and sure. can you speak about the transition of the name that's happening right now in New Jersey?
1: Sure. So, um, so freeholder is a term that comes from um, the very early um, you know, pre-American uh, colonial times. Um, and so um, freeholder, freehold, you had to have, uh, the term comes from, you know, the people who owned land. They had freehold of their title to land and title. And so basically only white men were able to own land uh, in colonial America. And so they were the only ones um, who, who, who were able to hold this office, uh, or hold this title. But it had to do with the, the owners of land. Um, and so New Jersey was the only one to coin this term. Uh, but um, uh, every almost every state uh, has some form of county government. And that's basically what it is. Um, you know, many states, uh, uh, you have county commissioners or a county board of supervisors uh, or a county legislature. Um, uh, but New Jersey was the only one that used this term freeholder. Uh, and people get confused all the time about what it means. But it's just a, the form of county government. Now, once you understand that, now you understand now you're asking the question, well, what does county government do? Uh, and county government is basically the same as municipal government uh, uh, in terms of that, you know, you, you have representatives who represent you and decide where your tax dollars uh, get spent. Um, and so, you know, we have a board of seven freeholders in Passaic County um, and um, the uh, portion of your property taxes, if you look at your property tax bill, a portion of that goes to the county. And those county dollars are spent on things like county roads. You may not know that your roads are either local roads. County roads, state roads, or you know federal highways. Um, so county roads are like um, you know are a lot of the in 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 New Jersey, um, a lot of the larger roadways that connect different um, different communities within the county uh, are county roads that you'd be surprised about. Um, so some of the larger uh, you know uh, uh, two lane uh, you know or four lane type roads uh, are often county roads, um, and so we maintain and design and 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 take care of those roads. Um, We obviously there's a county sheriff. um, His budget is passed by the board of freeholders, a county jail. Um, You have the county community college, which is the most affordable option for college out there. That's run by the board of freeholders, uh, board of social services that gives out uh, welfare programs and and others that we administer those. Um, We have like the the county senior programs, um, you know, like meals on wheels that's administered by the county. Um, uh, We have a county housing program. Uh, So it goes it goes on and on and on Um, uh, a lot of programs that you may not otherwise know about uh, are run by the county. And so we as a board of freeholders, um, just like you would have a town council that decides um, how those um, those dollars are spent and how those programs are administered. um, We do the same thing at the county level uh, amongst the seven of us. Um, Each of us uh, has an equal vote uh, and each of us represents the entire county at large. Um, And so we get to decide how those dollars are spent. Um, so what happened um, this year is that because of this conversation, and, and I'm glad and I'm grateful that we're having this conversation um, about uh, racial inequality, um, about uh, our systems, uh, you know, about the, the built in systems um, that, uh, you know, of our government uh, and otherwise that are inherently, you know, it, it, the, the, the racism and discrimination, unfortunately, has been built in uh, from the beginning, unfortunately. Um, and it's had real effects on many communities, many communities, uh, most obviously the African-American black community, uh, but, but it affects many of us. And so um, people have been saying for a long time, the f- term of freeholder is a term that emanates from the racist concept of only white men owning land and then therefore having the, uh, you know, in the beginning of our country, only white men be able to vote. So basically white men only having the authority to uh, administer their communities, administer Uh, their property and things like that. Um, So, you know, when, once that conversation and that conversation has been ongoing for many years, but I think there's been an extra focus and our governor has been very motivated. uh, And so the decision was made um, by the state legislature um, that we need to get rid of the title of freeholder uh, because it emanates from a place of discrimination and racism, quite honestly. And so that it would be more progressive and better to change our Ah, uh, titles to county commissioners. Um so we'll so' uh, we're, we're still freeholders to the end of the year, uh, but next year um, we'll be the say county board of county commissioners, um, uh, like many states who refer to their county officers as county um, commissioners. Um, so the title will change, but the um, our our responsibility, our authority, our terms of office, all of that will be exactly the same, but the title will be changed um, starting next year to county commissioners.
0: So thank you for the very thorough uh, explanation. Um, Now, moving on, uh, a lot of people, a lot of Muslims are afraid of getting involved in their local communities because Mm -hmm. they're worried about the backlash. Can you speak to that? What has been some of the challenges uh, that you went through? What do you recommend? What what is your advice to people who want to be involved?
1: yeah I mean, listen, I, I think you and I I think I think it, it, it first of all, I, I think it's it's more dangerous not to be involved, right? because it's 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 very well known and and, and polls have shown this. Americans who don't know any Muslim Americans uh, uh, have a much higher negative feeling about Muslims than those who know Muslim Americans. if you If, if you know if your neighbor is Muslim and you know them, um, uh you know, if you're a good neighbor, at least, it's very unlikely that your neighbor is going to have a negative opinion of Muslim Americans if they know you, right? If they know you through your kid's school um, or through, you know, your soccer league or whatever, if, if they know you in some way, um, if you're active in some way, um, uh, if they have a positive relationship with you, it's almost impossible for them to have a negative view of uh, of Muslim Americans. Uh, because, you know, once they put a face to it, a personality to it, it's hard for them to say, well, uh, you know, I know that almost Americans are terrorists. Uh, you know, they're not going to say that if they if they know somebody who is a decent person. It, it's just very unlikely. And, and polls have shown this. So the, the more well known you are, the more involved you are, the more people who are going to be exposed to the fact that we're just like every other American. We're just like every other set of people. Um, and, and this may seem obvious to us. But again, um, uh, the, the lack of knowledge is often based on fear. Right. And so it's in the unknown. And it's no, it's no surprise that the communities that have the least diverse populations are the most likely to have these feelings because they're the least exposed to those people and those cultures and those communities. Um, so, um, uh, you know, and they're exposed, and, the, and, 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 and on the opposite side of it, they're exposed to uh, misinformation through TV, through the internet, through others. They're exposed to the stereotypes and other things about our community and other communities uh, because they don't know any actual, you know, or know very few. Um, so, uh, so I, again, I would say being active and being involved is less dangerous than being involved. That being said, I do understand that there are Muslims who live in, you know, we're very lucky, Mayor. I think we're very lucky that we live in a very diverse community. Masaic County, you know, I was very honored to be the first uh, uh, Muslim uh, freeholder in the history of Masaic County. Um, and, and um, you know, you, you made history... Uh, when you became mayor, uh, you know, but uh, we're very lucky that we live in a very diverse community, you know, that that, that knows, that has a, a good deal of a Muslim population, that has uh, a good deal of populations from other faiths, other communities. Um, so, so we're lucky to live in a diverse community and in a diverse state. Um, there are other Muslims I know who live in states where there are very few of them, and uh, there's very little diversity. And so it's a different situation. I, I, I don't think that means you should be less involved. But I understand why they would say it's not the same as what we experience. And 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 I think we have to be cognizant of that. Um, that being said, um, I, the best story I can give you is, you know, when I was sworn in as freeholder, I, you know, quite honestly, it's been a benefit to me. It's been a benefit to me. Um, I don't know about you, Mayor, but 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 overall, you know, when the media like when I was sworn in as freeholder, there was like three or four days worth of stories about it in the in the in, in the uh in, you know in, in the paper in our area which is one of the largest in the state they ran a story about you know for three or four days about it um and it had and it's because i was muslim american quite honestly the fact that i because of my faith it was an interesting fact to people it may not be interesting to us but uh we may think of it you know as 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 not something we want to highlight but the truth is people find it interesting and you can either uh, or they find it newsworthy. Um, and you can either hide from that and, again, not give them a, a good example, not give them um, uh, uh, who you are and and, and what you're about, um, or you can see that as an opportunity. Um, and I think of it as an opportunity. Um, and quite honestly, as a public official, the fact that there is more of a spotlight on us, I think, again, is more of a chance to talk to to folks about who we are and what we're about and the fact that we care about the great majority of things that our neighbors and, and other people in the community care about. Uh, we don't just care about quote-unquote Muslim issues. Um, uh, and um, we certainly don't have another hidden agenda that you know uh, certain news outlets or certain uh, internet-based uh, uh, information tries to convey. And so um, I think it's I, I, I think it's important that you see as an opportunity. But the story that I just wanna bring out is when I was sworn in, um, I got all this media attention. Uh, the great majority and the great majority of the comments I got were positive. Uh, but one woman you know, wrote a uh, letter to the editor, to the newspaper, a few days after I was sworn in. And she said, you know, that uh, she said that, um, well, it's great that we have a Muslim freeholder now um, and diversity and all that. That's great. But I'm very disappointed in, uh, you know, that, you know, that, that this is somebody from. Ah, uh, Patterson, and there's there's people from there's you know she was talking about South Patterson, and that there's parts of Patterson that don't look like America, right? They don't look like America because they have Arabic signs and 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 all of this. The the paper had written a story basically saying how great it is that we have this diversity, um, and 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 that now we have somebody on the Freeholder Board that represents a lot of this diversity, this growing community. And her point was it doesn't look like America because this growing community happens to be out there and happens to be proud and happens to have stores and commerce and all of these things. And she said, it just doesn't look like America. Right. And if you he- hear something like that, it's very easy to, to say, Oh, that's an attack on me. Um, that's, that's, that's something I should be upset or uh, fearful of. And I, I just don't think you can, you know, one voice, whether it be in the newspaper, whether it be on the internet or whatever, you can't be taken down by the naysayers. I mean, again, I, I think you should be polite with people, but firm with people. You know, um, I, 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 you know, I uh, comment and I use that story all the place to say, like, no, it does look like America. That's the best of America. People who came here from all over the world are creating commerce, are creating jobs um, and are celebrating their culture. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's actually one of the strongest neighborhoods in Patterson uh, and in, I would say in Pacific County. Uh, South Patterson. So I think it's a beautiful thing. I understand that people may not like it when there are signs in English and Arabic, uh, but that's part of America. Um, and and we've always been a land of immigrants. Um, and so, um, you know, I again, I, you, you can either see it as um, something that to be afraid of, or you can see it as an opportunity. I just choose, choose to see as an opportunity. I think you do too, Mayor. Um, and, and again, it, it it depends on the way that you look at things but i think as muslims it's incumbent on us to be active to be participants uh, our faith tells us not to just sit back and uh, allow things to happen that we have to be active in our faith and active uh, and and i interpret that to mean that you have to be active in your communities as well
0: absolutely and there's definitely a lot that we could add in terms of value to our local communities and i can share with you my town was originally established by the dutch community and yeah. You know yeah. what, what they tell us is they actually used to run their council meetings um, in Dutch language until the mid 1950s. Uh, right. So, uh, you know that was the majority here in in town. Um, so, well, I haven't, I haven't ran any meetings in Arabic yet. So uh,
1: well, no, I'm sure they've accused you of that, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, and and that's and and that's exactly the point. I mean, the immigrants, the Irish immigrants, and the Italian immigrants who came to this country. Uh, were some of the most discriminated against, some of the most um, uh, attacked uh, immigrant communities in the history of this country. And now they make up such a huge swath of New Jersey and our population that we've forgotten that that happened. Uh, but it, it did happen. And it was true. And there was fear created of these, quote-unquote, foreign communities. Um, so, you know, it, 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 you know, people have just turned that around and said, oh, you know, European immigration is fine, but immigration from other countries isn't, right? And that's just discriminatory and racist and it ignores the history the actual history of this country.
0: Absolutely So we're heading toward the tail end of this interview and I know if you and I talk there's a lot that we could share with with each other and with the public but if you if someone was to tell you what is the essence what is the summary of your political experience that you could share with someone who just wants to get started? What can you tell them? What can you teach them if they have a few minutes
1: with you? Yeah, the the thing I always tell people is, listen, I've been lucky enough to be involved in 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 public, you know, public service and you know politics for a long time, right? Basically, um, since uh, you know, since I left college, um, and, and even when I was in college, I, I I did two internships in Washington and um, you know, got some experience that way. But but I've been involved in this uh, basically since my whole career, right? In one way or another. Uh, that's not. That's not that's not the way the majority of people uh, can or should get involved in politics, right? Uh, or get involved in some kind of form of public service. Um, you know, when you look at the members of Congress, you know, I, I worked in Congress for a long time, and you look at these congressmen. Everybody just assumes that they are, you know, uh, politicians from from you know who served in other positions, or they're lawyers, or they're people like that. Um, the truth is, is that if you look at them, there are doctors, um, there are um, uh, social workers. Um, there are people, teachers. Um, there are people from a myriad of different uh, life positions. Obviously, from the armed services and others. Um, there are peri- people from all over, from different uh, walks of life and different experiences, um, who got elected to Congress. Now, that's just that's just uh, a very high-level way to look at it. But if you want to get involved in your local community, um, you know there are a lot of ways to do it. I mean, if you're if you're um, I, you know, and I'm a Democrat, you're a Democrat. Um, if you believe in democratic party and, and, and I do, and I would tell you why, but well, that's for another question. Uh, but, um, but, uh, if you feel strongly about one party or another, um, there's a lot of ways, that's an easy way to get involved uh, in, in, in New Jersey, all the county democratic parties are active in one way or another. Um, a lot of the towns, a lot of the communities have their own local democratic party or local democratic club, um, that you can get involved with. But if you don't want to do that route, you don't want to be partisan, Um, There are a lot of uh, nonprofits that you can be involved with um, that are dealing with issues with homelessness or hunger or uh, dealing with veterans affairs, uh, you know, veterans issues um, or education. Obviously, if your children are in the schools, that's a huge way to get involved. You know, my mother, uh, you know, uh, first time she went to a PTA meeting um, when I started school, you know, she felt very unwelcome um, and and and. you know, she was not treated like somebody who quote unquote belonged there, right? Um, And that was a big barrier to her. Um, But uh, it's important that we do be involved uh, in our children's schools uh, and in their PTAs and uh, the Board of Education or, or their meetings. So showing up at places, showing your face, if you do that, if you do that enough times, even if you don't know anybody, I guarantee you, if you show up at a couple public meetings, you show up at your town council meetings, you show up at your Board of Education meetings, um, you, you show up at your PTA, wherever it may be that you get involved. If you just show up, even if you don't know anybody, I guarantee you people will start to talk to you and you will get to know people and develop relationships really fast. Um, because these, the, the, the thing I always tell people is when it comes to elected office, but also the people who make decisions um, in, uh, in other like nonprofits or um, in other walks of life. The people who make these decisions and the people who get elected to office are not necessarily the best and the brightest. There's very rarely a test uh, or, or or a process um, that determines, you know, the quote-unquote best people to be on there. Um, it's it's not necessarily the best and brightest. It's the people who show up. It's the people who show up and 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 care enough to be there. Um, so when I hear a lot of people uh, in our community and, and and outside of our community. Ah, uh, just people who are like, well, I care. It's important to me, but I can't be the one. I can't be the one to show up. Um, it's it's scary. I'm afraid. I don't want to talk in public. Um, there are better people, the quote unquote better people than me to talk about these issues. I mean, that really it it, it bothers me. It, it it really angers me when people say that because I'm like, you know, you should go see the people who are there, right? Um, uh, you should go see for yourself because in most cases, really, in in almost every case, the people who say those things are not just better equipped, but their voices are missing um, in these conversations in these decisions and these actions. So don't be missing. Um, take the step. Uh, do it for yourself. Do it for your children. Do it for your family. Do it for your community um, uh, uh, because it's important. Uh, show up and be active. Uh, you know, just the little things. You don't have to run for office. You don't have to dedicate your life to this. You don't have to make this your career. Um, this is something that you can do um, on a very part-time basis, but just find some way to contribute, to show up, to be active um, in, your, in your community and the decisions that are made.
0: Absolutely. I, I agree with you. And it's, it's a matter of just opening that door and it's one thing leads to another. I think that's how it was for me. I don't think when I came to the U.S. almost 30 years ago, I thought I'd be mayor. And I don't think probably when you came in, you know, or you started your political career that you would be a freeholder you don't know where things will end and we don't know yeah. the journey is not over yet as well um, no no
1: your story is a great example your story is a great example I mean of how you got involved uh English was not if I'm wrong English was not your first language uh-huh. um and and uh and uh you know you're a great example of that and and even for me you know I was able to get a job on the hill I worked my way up but then when I wanted to get more involved locally in New Jersey and think about running for office, that was like a whole nother group of people. You know, when I when I worked in Washington, I came back here. Most folks were like, who are you and where have you been? Right. And it wasn't uh, it, it was not something where, you know, you could be a, a, you could be, you know, big somewhere else. But politics is local. Um, and so I think people are very surprised when, um, you know, when I tell them that some of the most important people, some of the most active people, are you know are 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 the board of education uh, or people who are very active in the schools? Those are some of the most well-known uh, people. And uh, uh, let me tell you, Mayor, um, there's few people I have more admiration for than our small town mayors, because they have so much um, they have so much work to do, um, uh, and and the re- they don't necessarily have the resources of some of the bigger towns or communities uh, or a county or a state. Um, uh you, you have to do so much uh, and not necessarily with with a lot of resources uh, at hand. And so I, I think people are surprised when I tell them that some of the most influential and active uh, and people who can make the biggest difference are mayors and councils in small towns, because every action you take is so uh, meaningful uh, you know, to the people you serve. So, you know, I think people they, they they have it backwards. They always ask me about Congress and the federal government. But really, some of the most meaningful things are happening at the local Uh, And uh, and community level, absolutely. Well,
0: thank you very much for uh, your kind
1: words. Um, So I I, I can I can take another question or two, Mayor, if you have time. I I don't mind it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not not
0: cutting you off. Trust me, we still have
1: at least two major (laughs) questions. (laughs) Okay, great.
0: Here's the deal: Your family wanted you to be a lawyer. My (laughs) family wanted me to be a doctor. But you know, typical of our immigrant families, but. We're neither a doctor nor a lawyer. Um, your family, how do they handle your activism? You're yeah. a father, you're a husband, and you got a full-time job. How, does, how do you handle? I think that's important for us to talk to the people who are getting active about balancing.
1: Sure. Well, I mean, I, 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 again, I think, I think you, know, I, I think for the average person out there, Um, you know, it, this is not necessarily uh, a message for the average person out there, right? Because I think the average person, again, you don't need to make this a career. You don't need to run for public office. If you want to, I greatly encourage it. I, I, you know, we want you there, but I, I, I think, you know, dip your toe in first, right? Get involved at some level and, and almost everybody has some time to dedicate to, um, uh, to some kind of activity, right? Or if your kids are are playing sports and youth sports, that's another place where there's a lot of influence, a lot of relationship building. Um, is youth sports, right? Don't let somebody else take the um, take the member, you know, take the presidency or the membership or the chairmanship or whatever of uh, of your youth sports or your schools or or your PTA or whatever. That could be you. That should be you. Um, um you know, your voice is needed there. So for the average person, I would say, you know, get in, get involved at a small level. Work your way up, see what you like, see where you can be, uh, you can have influence and 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 make a, a contribution, right? Uh, but for the people who are interested in running for public office, um, you know, I want to encourage you, and I think you and me, I, I think, want to encourage a lot of people um, who are still active, you know, who are raising a family. Um, you know, you have young children as well, and 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 uh, and, and a family that that is growing. Uh, you understand this as well, um, and you have a job, you have a full time job. And you say, where can I, you know, how can I balance uh, being an elected official? W- one thing that people don't understand is that most of the positions in New Jersey um, and, and really across the country, uh, most elected positions are part time positions. Um, you know, you're you're, you're expected uh, most of the time to maintain a full time job. Um, uh, this is why a lot of people, a lot of the people who run for office are usually retirees um, or, you know, um, or are very young candidates um, who don't necessarily need a you know they 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 might still live with their parents and they might not need to pay rent or a mortgage right yeah. um so their economic situation it's not as it's not as dire right so that's great we want young people to run we want retirees and 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 the senior community to run that's great but i, I think you and me and others want the people who are still in the prime of their lives um who are um you know experiencing a lot of the issues that uh, that the average family faces we need you know we need our voices and those voices to be heard Um, And so it's a difficult thing to balance that and encourage that. I think it is possible. Um, It it is there, but it's definitely harder. I see for my colleagues, you know, a lot of them um, are are either older or they have independent businesses that they run where, you know, they don't necessarily have a nine to five job or or have set hours um, necessarily. So they have a little more flexibility. Um, So there are certain advantages um, to that. And, And I think it is a difficult thing. Uh, but but I think you could find a balance. And I think with my family, you know, um, they wouldn't ne- they didn't want this for me. You know, um, this was not something necessarily that that they that they you know thought about when I was younger, or even in college, that this is something they wanted for me. Uh, but they've been very encouraging. Um, I, I think the thing that is unsaid uh, between me and my family, between my wife, my parents, um, even my children, even though, again, it's unsaid, is that, you know, The sacrifice you make with your family is only worth it if you are trying to do something that helps other people, right? That makes a contribution to the community uh, you live in uh, and that you do it for the right reasons. Don't do it for the reason of, I enjoy seeing my name on a sign. I enjoy seeing my face on a mailer. I enjoy talking and having people listen to me, right? That's great. And ego is a big part of politics. Let's not pretend, right? This isn't uh, the same, uh, these aren't the same folks who join uh, the, the the priesthood or, or or the religious services? You, you know, I'm just j- 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 not to denigrate that in any way, but I'm just saying uh, it, this isn't the most modest of of, of occupations. Uh, running for office or public service, right? So ego is a part of it, but don't let that be your motivating factor. Um, don't make it about you. Make it about what you can do um, uh, for 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 the less fortunate, uh, for the community you live in, for your family, and for others through public service. And and if you're able to do that um then it's rewarding and then i think the people around you see that and they appreciate it and also i think that the voters especially at the local level they see that they see that about when you're just about promoting yourself and puffing yourself up and when you actually care about the results and actually care about who you're trying to help and who you're trying to serve um so i i i think that's one of the biggest factors and one of the biggest things is what is your motivation what are you going to get out of it um and 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 you know that th- that makes it worth it
0: Absolutely. thank you so yeah. my next the last major question I have two light questions for you mm-hmm. presidential elections coming up November 3rd your thoughts on it
1: predictions advice uh you know I am uh, I, I've said since the beginning uh, that it's a 5050 election um I'll, I'll I'll say that now uh really it really just um, the scary thing is, unfortunately, our, our system uh, is democratic, but it's very undemocratic or, or very unfair in the sense of the Electoral College, uh, specifically, uh, because it is discriminatory uh, against the majority of Americans. The majority of Americans on two of the last five elections have voted for a candidate and have not seen that candidate become president. Right. The majority of people who voted voted for uh, a person to be president and, and that person was not seated as a president. Um, and, and, um, um uh, that's unfortunate that the electoral college and, and really the Senate map and other things are, are tilted towards, um, uh, less, uh, you know, populations, uh, that are not as, as well populated as ours, right. Less densely populated populations. And, and, and I know way say that those people shouldn't have as much of a voice as us. I just think that that voice should be even, it should be one-to-one, right. As close to possible as one-to-one and it's not. Um, the, the the smaller states and the more rural states have an outsized influence compared to states like New Jersey and New York and 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 others um, um, that are more uh, that are larger and more densely populated. Um, and so unfortunately, the election is going to come down to, again, a few states, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan. You know, now they're talking about Arizona, um, you know, a few states. Um, and and so that's the scary part is. Um, you know, uh, it, it, if Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton lost four states by basically one percent or less, uh, if she wins two or three of those states, um, you know, she, it, she would have won the election. She already won the popular vote. She would have won the electoral vote um, if she had if she had gotten basically one more percent of the vote uh, in in a couple states, uh, in literally two or three states. Um, so that's the scary thing: is that could come down to a few people there. The second thing that makes it very scary is this mail-in ballot situation um, and the fact that, uh, you know, this Trump administration, they don't care about the norms or the rules. Um, they, they only care about retaining power, right? Um, and that's a very scary situation because I think what's very likely to happen, uh, and I think people need to prepare for this and we need to talk about this, is that because so many people are going to be voting by mail, um, in a lot of states, especially states with close elections, um, Joe Biden could be um, winning, could win the election, but be losing on election day because the majority, or, or a lot of our voters, the you know the majority of the people who are going to vote by mail are are likely to be Democratic or you know Joe Biden type voters. Uh, whereas the people more likely to go in person and vote in person uh, are Trump and and, and Trump like voters. Um, so it's very possible, I, I think, probably likely that on election night. You're going to be you're going to see Trump winning um, uh, a lot of these states that are closely contested and um, that the Biden votes are going to come in the days and the weeks and maybe even you know, a week or two later with some of these very closely contested states. Um, and that creates a scary situation where Donald Trump declares victory on election night. People see his numbers, his, you know, uh, his numbers going up. And even though he hasn't won the election, even though it's not valid uh, or anything, um, that he he could declare he could declare victory, and that people could say that his election, quote unquote, is being stolen because votes are coming in after election day. Even though that's not the way it works, you and I know how mail-in ballots work. They come in before election day. Um, they get counted on election day, and uh, oftentimes because of the amount of votes, uh, sometimes it takes days or even uh, you know a couple weeks sometimes to fully count those ballots. Yeah. Um, uh, you're somebody who, you know, uh, when the, when the, um, when the votes in the booth were counted, I, I remember one election when the votes in the booth were counted, you were losing, but then, uh, your council slate was losing. And then, um, when they counted all the mail-in ballots and everything you won. And, yeah. and thankfully, yeah. you know, thankfully nobody said, well, that's invalid because, you know, the votes came in after, you know, quote unquote, after the polls closed. But, yeah. you know, anybody who understands anything about how politics works, anybody who understands about how our elections work know that any either vote is the, is valid the same. it's the same one vote but because of the climate we live in because of the our president's uh, spreading fear, misinformation, um, all of that, it's an incredibly scary situation that that that, that could be um, you know used as a is an invalid election or some kind of dirty uh, politics and then when you tie the Supreme Court into it and, and the possibility that there could be a six to three, um, split uh, based on conservatives and liberals on the court it's right. it's a very scary it's a very scary possibility and I, I think we need to be cognizant of that.
0: Yeah. well thank you for your insight. So now to the round of what did I not ask you that I should have asked you <laughs> that you, talk about? Uh,
1: you know I don't know um, uh, uh, what, what do you, I mean this is a pretty thorough interview I, I don't know what what what, what uh, you know mayor I mean I think I would really like to hear from you. Uh, you know, from you, as far as what is it that frustrates you the most um, in, in our community or in America right now, what frustrates you the most um, a, as far as somebody who um, again came from that immigrant perspective uh, but has risen and 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 gotten involved in uh, uh, in, in politics uh, at, at a high level. Um, right. you know what, what is it that frustrates you about our community or about America at large right now in terms of involvement or or, or you know civic involvement? Well, I,
0: I think uh, the thing that frustrates me is obviously I came to the United States um, 1991. I was a teenager and we had a, uh, an image of the United States and we've embraced it since we came here. I, I came, I, I started as a, as a volunteer fireman, volunteer in a local hospital. I wanted to give back to the community that gave so much to me but we're starting to see um that dream uh fall um you know right in front of our eyes um with with the um civil rights and liberty is being slowly almost stripped away um Mm -hmm. that's actually frustrating me uh because uh but i have faith in the united states i have faith in the institutions, the systems that we have in place. Uh, and, and that is something that is very valuable. I, I truly appreciate it because I come from a country where it's very authoritarian. I mean, they've changed the constitution of, of Syria in five minutes to allow the son of Assad, the father, to, to become the president when he wasn't qualified. So, you know, a constitution is something that's very sacred to me. And uh, I, I think we need to continue to uphold it. We continue to defend it because it's definitely being uh, violated on, on many terms at this point. Uh, this president has no regards for the constitution, for the laws of the land, uh, but I have faith in the system. I have faith in the American people that we will take our system back,
1: uh, repair it and make it even stronger. Yeah, well, inshallah, inshallah, that that uh, let's 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 hope and pray. But you're you're absolutely right because the constitution, I mean, as, as we tell people, the constitution is just a piece of paper, the the flag is just a piece of cloth, uh, unless there is meaning and action behind it, right? For for all of us, I mean, all, every American. Uh, but again, as Muslim Americans, um, I, I think you know it's absolutely true, and and I tell people, I think it's a sin. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a religious scholar. You're not a religious scholar, no. but I think it is sinful that you know you you brought this up and I think it's a it's a, it's a, it's a brilliant point and it's absolutely true I tell people listen we have a lot of complaints about this country you know we have a lot of things that we like when we talk about racial unrest this country has a lot of way to go to be better because we'll never be a perfect country because we're not a perfect people we have a long way to go to to be better to be a more perfect people right but if you look at muslims anywhere else in the world Syria you know you're from Syria my parents are from Pakistan um, you look at Muslims anywhere else in the world, I mean, there is no doubt that we are the, the people as far as Muslims anywhere in the world who have the most rights, the most liberties, the most opportunities, economic mm-hmm. or otherwise. Uh, we are blessed. We're, we're blessed with that. Uh, but at the same time, our faith calls upon us that those who have the most have to give the most and do the most. And so, I, you know, personally to me, I think of it as a sin you know, I, I think of it as a sin that you would say that you have been given this blessing to do something, to be in a place to be able to do something, and then say, well, it's not my job or not my responsibility, or I have this list of complaints, so it's, you know, so I'm not going to do anything about it. Um, I, I, I think that's a, a it, it, it's it, it, it's counterintuitive, not just to our being American, but I think it's counterintuitive to being Muslim, to say that, you know, I shouldn't be active, or I shouldn't be involved, uh, you know, so I, I'll just end on that point, but I, I do like to point that out to people that, you know, our, our our family members, our relatives, or our ancestors uh, from from different places around the world. Like, really, none of them have the opportunity um, and the 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 peace of mind to be able to do the things that we're able to do here. Absolutely, uh,
0: freeholder Assad actor, uh, the first uh, Muslim and South Asian freeholder elected to the county office in Passaic County, the state of New Jersey. One of the one of two freeholders in the entire state that is the highest office that muslims elected officials currently hold even though we have over 30 muslim elected officials in such a small state Uh, we're proud of that but i thank you uh for your time and i thank you for your nuggets of uh, wisdom and uh, i thank you for everything that the freeholder board does for my community my town is part of your county so thank you very much um, Thank you for your time and for knowledge at this point. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you were inspired by this uh, conversation and that if you need any further information, this is not live, obviously, and I have posted the Freeholder's uh, website, uh, or his social media is uh, handle Asad akhtar. You can find him on uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter freeholder as yep. well. Twitter,
1: Instagram, Instagram
0: As well. So you could uh, direct any questions to him directly. I am on social media also at Mayor Carulla. That is for Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. Uh, you have any questions for us, please don't hesitate to reach out to us and we will be more than happy to answer uh, your questions. And uh, with that, Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, until next time, be safe, be blessed, and be active. Asalaamu Alaikum.